today. Amen? Amen and amen. Luke chapter 15, verse 8. The Word says, Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Look at verse 8. This is where I'm going this morning. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. Mm. You know, in this season that we are living in, being rooted is an essential for you to come out in victory. Being rooted in your faith, being rooted in convictions, and if you are not already, you need to be rooted in a church. Amen? Not just attending a church, but planted there, serving, giving, being discipled there. Because if you are not rooted, you will blow away to and fro with the winds of life. If you are not rooted in strong faith and conviction from the Spirit of God, you will be tossed to and fro with the winds of what we call culture and you will land in a faith that you should have never been in. You will land in a place where you should have never been planted. But the truth is this morning, and I want to talk to you today, that some of us can't even be rooted because so many of us have lost some things. And today I want to tell you You've got to sweep the house. Sweep the house. Look at your neighbor and say, sweep the house. Come on, look at your other neighbor and say, I've been to your house. You need a sweep. Ooh, that's a prophetic word for somebody. Come on, say, I've been to your house. You need to sweep. I think somebody's going to go home and receive this word and start to clean their house. Come on, let's pray today. Lord, I thank you today for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, right now, Lord, I thank you that when I woke up, Chase Wholesome Mac woke up to a new level of mercy. God, I thank you so many people who are sick today in the hospital fighting for a breath. God, but when I woke up, there was breath in my lungs. And I can't remain silent today because of your goodness, oh God. Lord, so right now, Lord, I lock my eyes on you because I know where my help comes from. Lord, right now, Lord, I tune my ear into your voice because I know where the instruction for my life is coming. Lord, right now I grab hold of your hand because I know who is leading me. 
Lord, and I pray that as this word comes forth this morning, may it be like fire in the bones of your people. We give you the honor, the glory, and the praise. And the church said amen this morning. Amen and amen. Listen, this is a, this is a message I want you to help me preach with. All right? So if you, if you don't go to a talk back church, it's okay. It's real easy. Just say preach. Say preach. Say come on now. Well, say that a little louder. Say that a little louder. Say, say that a little louder. There we go. You got it. You got it. We can do this. We can do this when we get together. Before we get to the content of this message, I want us to take a moment and look at the context of the message because often if we read the content and don't know the context, it leads to confusion. Amen. So I want us to look at the context before we get to the content. And in uh, John 3.16, it sets up the context for us because so many of us can quote this well-known passage, this verse. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting eternal life. God wants you to know this morning that he sent his Son to be a savior. He was a savior back then. He's a savior today and he'll always be a savior. Amen. He will be it next week. He will be it next year. Jesus was, Jesus is, and Jesus will always be the one and only savior of the world. Aren't you thankful for it? Aren't you thankful that God did not give you a gift that does not work? Don't you just love it when somebody, you know, they regain the gift because that thing don't even work. But aren't you thankful that God did not give you a gift that does not have the ability to work? Aren't you thankful that God did not give you a gift that you will never ever use? Aren't you thankful that this gift does not have an expiration date on it, but this gift will never lose its power? Aren't you thankful that the blood of Jesus Christ still has the power Power today. It will never lose the power. It can go to the highest mountain. It can go to the lowest valley. It can go to Floyd Hospital. It can go to Redmond Hospital. It can go to nursing homes this morning. Why? Because it has no expiration date and the blood will never ever lose its power. Is there anybody in the room this morning that can testify Jesus is a good savior. Is there anybody that can testify? I don't know where I'd be if it were not for the saving power of Jesus Christ. Can anybody testify this morning that I would probably be laid up under a bridge somewhere if it were not for the savior? I would be strung out on drugs if it were not for the savior. I would still be sick if it were not for the savior. I would still be in pain if it were not for the savior. Oh, aren't you thankful that God God knew what we needed and he gave his son and Jesus is my savior today. If you're thankful, put your hands together right now and praise him. Get this speaking of context. The Bible says that Jesus, who is the savior, came to seek and to save. 
So he's not only a savior, but he's a seeking savior. He, he's looking for you. In other words, because he's not only one that's just there whenever you need him, but he's after you. He's not just waiting on you to call him. He's after you. Because I don't know about you this morning, but there were some things that I got myself in that I could not get myself out of. I'm going to say that again. There were some things that I, the devil didn't make me do it. Chase made me do it. There were some things that Chase got in that Chase could not get himself out of. Who am I talking to this morning? There were some decisions that I made. The devil didn't make them. I made them. And it led me to a place of darkness and the wrong path. But aren't you thankful that whenever you felt like you could not get to God, God could get to you. Aren't you thankful? that whenever you were lost the seeking savior came through and he broke through the darkness he broke through the mountain he leveled the hurdles he tore down the lies he destroyed the gossip come on now here comes Jesus anybody thankful this morning that he's not only a savior but he's a seeking savior today and he's saving that which is lost if he is seeking after you, it means that he sees value in you. You don't seek after something that you think is useless. But if you're seeking, it means that he sees some value in you. So now that we have this context, how does it relate to the content? Well, let's talk about it this morning because if you look at the the chapter of Luke 15, it is about a seeking Savior, finding that which is lost. And whenever you begin to read it, you will see that there's different, almost, I'll call them categories, categories of different people that he is after that in, in ways that he is saving them. Because in the first seven verses of Luke 15, you find that the word says that he, that he is uh, trying to find the lost sheep in the wilderness. How many of you know that he will go out into the world to find people? He can find you at a bar. He can find you on the streets. He can find you in places that you should have never been. Why? Because he is a God who is seeking after you. And he will go into the wilderness. He will go into the wild. He will go into the world to bring you back to the cross. Amen. Then you have in the latter part of this chapter I believe it begins in verse 11. It is what we call the story of the prodigal son. Here we are being taught that Jesus wants to seek and save the thing which is in the family. He wants to save your family. How many of you know that? Aren't you thankful for that? Parents, don't worry. God knows where your child is. Aren't you thankful for that, parent? You feel like you don't know what to do. You feel like you have failed as a parent, but just relax and turn them over to Jesus. Why? Because he's hot on their trail. He is hunting them down. He, and, and just keep praying until they give their heart to him. Keep, keep, 
keep texting them and encouraging them until they and, 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 and until they just give him everything. Keep praying, keep texting. You keep living out that life in front of them. But at the end of the day, for every area that you felt that you fall short of, don't worry. That is the area that Jesus specializes in. And he knows where your child is at today. And they are on his radar. He's seeking after them. But the text today, it's not about saving those in the world. Hmm. And it's not about saving those that you are friends with and connected with. This text, he is seeking to save that which is lost in the house. So that tells me that you can be in the house and still be lost. That tells me that you can be sitting on a pew this morning in a chair in the house and still be lost. It tells me that you can be singing along to the worship. That was your jam. Sing it again. And still be lost. It tells me that you can be amening the preacher, which you should do if you're lost or saved. Come on. I'll let you slide. He won't. I will. You can be sitting in the house and still be lost. You can be in the room with and still have hurt feelings. You can be in the house and be the one that caused the hurt feelings. You can be in the house and walking around in your Sunday best and in your Sunday morning personality and still be lost. This very text is about him seeking after and finding and saving those in the house. And this text begins with a woman that realizes in order for her to find what she has lost, She's got to take inventory of what she still has. <sighs> because before you can recover all, you've got to take inventory of what you have left. Mm. See, the reason that so many in the house, the reason that so many people in the church cannot recover and take back what the enemy has stolen is that we cannot stop long enough to take inventory of what remains because God will always use what remains. I said God will always use what remains. When God wants to do a miracle, he looks for what is left, not what left. I said, when God wants to do a miracle, he looks for what is left, not what left. He looks for what is left, not what walked out the door. He looks for what is left, not who walked out the door. And I just want to speak to a broken heart today because you feel like you have nothing left. And the devil has been whispering in your ear. But guess what? You've still got some, you've still got some stuff left in you. He tried to steal your joy. He tried to steal your peace. He tried to steal your mind. He tried to steal your marriage. But if you would just take 30 seconds with me this Sunday morning to do a little bit of inventory, you would find that you've still got a praise, that you've still got a shout, that you've still got a hallelujah, because it's not what walked out, it's what remains in you, that's where the miracle happens, show me what's left and I'll show you a miracle.
He's looking for the remnant. He's looking for what you have left. And listen, if you don't know what you have, you won't know when it's gone. And if you don't take inventory, you are more susceptible to theft. And the enemy will come in just because you don't even know how blessed you are. You don't even know what, what is left in you. And he will move his way in and weasel his way in and steal the very thing that you thought was gone. Whew. Listen, I want you to get this in your notes this morning because early I shared with you about the value he, he sees in you. And the first thing I want to point out in this text is the value of individual. Individual value. This text said, what woman having ten coins loses one? One is a significant number to the Lord. It is a number of unity. How many of you know that a church that lacks unity cannot grow? But it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what kind of clothes you have on. It doesn't matter if you've got the latest sneakers or what. It doesn't matter if you have a suit or if you've never owned a suit. All that matters is, is that whenever you get together in the house of the Lord and you get together in one mind and one accord, guess what? You can have an upper room experience every Sunday if you so desire it. He values the one. One is, is, is significant to him. He values individuality. He, he made you unique. He values one. And because whenever he started mankind, he started with one man Adam. When, when, whenever he started a nation, he didn't go out and get a bunch of people together for himself. No, he started with one man, Abraham. When God wanted to deliver people from the flood, he did not go out and hire a bunch of professional boat makers. No, he got one man, Noah. When God was ready to deliver Israel, he did not go out and create an army for himself, but he got one man, Moses. And when God was ready, to redeem the world. He did not send a host of angels down, but he sent one man, Jesus Christ, to seek and save that which was lost. Because when God gets ready to do something big, it so often begins with one. Just one. What am I saying today? Is that God wants to do something big and he's looking for the one who will say yes. I don't know about you, but I want to be one that God can use. I don't know about you, but whenever, whenever God wants to start a revival, I hope he thinks Chase Holsenback can do this for me. I don't know about you, but whenever the harvest is coming, I hope he thinks Chase Holsenback can handle the harvest. Anybody there? I don't know about you, but whenever you are at work and the lost come and sit beside you in a cubicle, I hope he looks down on your job and says, she is the one. He is the one. Anybody there with me today? He values the one because whenever he's getting ready to do something, he's just looking for the one. God is looking to do something great and you are valuable to God. If you were the only one in trouble, God would come after you. 
If you were the only one with an issue, God would stop everything and come after you. If, if, if you were the only one with a need, God would still come looking after you because you've got to get out of your head that nobody cares and nobody knows what's going on and nobody cares about you. I want to tell you right now that the devil is a liar because God cares about you and he would leave the 99 just to come and get you. You are valuable to him. Number one, I want you to get it, is that the one individual value, he cares about the one. Number two, I want you to get this. The text said that the first thing that she did was light a candle. Because let me tell you this. That's the first thing that you've got to do if you want to get your stuff back. Is light the candle. What is lighting the candle? To light the candle was a sign of opening up the word of God and letting the word and revelation illuminate her entire house. See, this is why, help me, this is why you can't listen to just any kind of music. This is why you can't listen to just any kind of podcast. If all you do is watch murder shows and you can't sleep at night, don't blame Satan. It's your fault. Because whatever you allow in, it's got to come out. And it will come out in fear. It will come out in temptation and lust and all of these things. You, 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 you just cannot listen to anything. you got to be careful what kind of podcast you listen to. You can't just go to any old church, but you've got to go to a place where the light is on. Come on, somebody. You need some people in your life that know how to light a candle. You need some people in your life. They don't just share their opinion, but they share the word and inspiration of heaven. Do you need to get a demon out of your house? Light a candle. Do you need to get Satan out of your house? Walk through the, walk through the hallway. Read the scripture. Light a candle. Get the word in every single room. Come on, tell your neighbor. I, 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 I got to go light a candle. Come on, tell your neighbor. I need to light a candle. Come on, tell them. Look at your name and say, you need to light a candle. You need to light a candle. The old song says, come on, baby, light my fire. <laughs> come on, baby, light my fire. <sighs> I don't care how good looking she is. Can she light a candle? I don't care how big his biceps are. Guess what? Can he light a candle? Does he know how to fight in the spirit? Does he know the word of the Lord? Some of you need to go delete everybody on your Facebook page. You need to delete your text. Why? Because they may can light your fire, but they can't light a candle. Just keep swiping. You want e-harmony? Single ready to mingle? Mm, she can light my fire, but can she light a candle? 
I don't care how good her biscuits are. I'll do anything for a biscuit. But can you light a candle? This is truth right here, y'all. Truth. I know you may be all of that, but can you light a candle? Because thy word is a lamp unto my feet. And thy word is a light unto my path. And Psalm 119, 130 says that the entrance of your word gives light. God is standing over this shapeless, void, empty world. Dark, void, nothing. And the word that he says is let there be light. Why? What is the importance of it? Why? Because if you can see light, it means you're still living. If you can see the light, it means you've still got a chance. If you can see light, if if, if you've got the word, you can still hold on to something of hope. Whenever you're about to die, they get a light and they shine it in your eyes to see if you will react to the light. How many people in the church, God is shining and there's no dilation. There's no movement of the eye in the house. I'm not talking about on Broad Street at the Pride Festival this weekend. I'm talking about in the house, y'all. Why is it quiet? Lighting the candle is what made her able to see. And so often we try to fix the situation before lighting the candle. I know that's none of you in here. Sometimes we'll ask Google before we ask the word. We want to know what Oprah thinks. Dr. Phil. We want to know what everybody else thinks. And then finally, we'll go to the word. And so often, we make the problems even worse. And this is why so many aren't growing spiritually. Because we try to handle every situation without the light of God's word over the situation. And now, here she is. One, she caught the revelation of, I've got some value. Two, she caught the revelation of, i got to turn the light on. The word came in. And then, number three, she came and she got her broom out. This woman says, you know what? I'm going to sweep the house. I'm going to sweep the house. She said, now that I know I'm valuable, now that I've got a revelation, now that you've shown me your word, I'm not going to sit here and do nothing in the house. Jesus, help me out. Why would I get the revelation of how valuable I am 
Why would I let the word speak to me and then come and just sit in the house? Y'all don't know what I'm talking about today. She said, no, I'm going, I'm not just going to go in the house and do nothing. Now that I've encountered you, how can I just sit here? Now that I've seen the light, how can I just sit here? Now that, but, but instead, I'm going to sweep this thing. Why? Because faith without action. I don't think you're getting this today. She said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this into action. I'm going to do something about it. Now that I've seen my value, now that I've seen the light, guess what? I'm going to begin. I'm going to begin to work this thing because faith without action is dead. And don't expect God to do his part and you not do your part. And then you're mad because the result that you did or did not get. See, whenever you get a word from the Lord, you need to go get a broom. Why? Because God, if you gave the word, I'm going to work the word. We're in the day where we love prophets. We love apostles. We'll stand in a long line to see the prophet. We'll pay big money for somebody to give us a word. And then you wonder why it never comes to pass. Maybe because you ain't working it. It may not have been a false prophet. You may just be a lazy servant. Let me get out of here. It may not have been a false prophet. You just ain't sweeping that thing. You ain't working it. You ain't on your knees praying into it. You ain't sowing into it. You're just like, come on, somebody bless me. Somebody, come on, somebody give me a word. Tell me who I need to marry. Tell me who my next, where my next job is. Come on, tell me who it is. And you're sitting here, and then you sit down, you get a word, and then you sit down. No, the Lord says you need to get a broom in your hand. If you want a word, you need to know how to work the word. I'm working it. I'm working it. Man, help me out. You need to know how to work it. And I say all of that to say this, because I think God is telling Legacy Church, sweep the house. I know what you say you believe. Show me what you believe. I know... I know you know the songs, but show me you live in the song. Work it. Sweep the room. Sweep the room. Sweep the room. Because we've got to get to the place where we are so tired, so fed up of not having what we need for the season that we are in, that we will sweep, that we will fight until we fail, do we find what was stolen? Do we find what was lost? And so often we want somebody to come find it for us. God's looking for a church of sweepers, people in action, people that are not just talkers, 
They know the word, but they're doers of the word. And this lady realized that she had gone too long without what she had lost. She comes to the realization as she's taken inventory of what she has that it's been too long with what she has lost. And she came in that moment, it came to the moment where she realized, I'm sick and tired of this. And I am going to tear this house up until I find what was lost. I'm going to tear this place up. Who is willing to tear it up till you find what is lost? What are you willing to tear up? What are you willing to let go of? What are you willing to tear apart to get to what was stolen? I've got the word. I've got the light. Something's about to break. I've got the word. I know I'm valuable. The light's on. Something is about to break. I got the revelation. I know he loves me. I know he's seeking after me. I've got the light on. I've got the word. Something is about to break. I've got the revelation. I know I'm valuable. The light's on. The word is in my life. I'm sweeping. Something has got to break. I said, I've got the revelation. I know I'm valuable. The light's on. I'm sweeping. Something has got to break. Anybody there with me? I got the revelation. I know I'm valuable. The light's on. I've got the word. Something has got to break. I want to declare over Legacy Church, something is about to break. Something is about to break. Something is about uh, I said something is about to break. Who wants to grab hold of the broom and say something?